So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage the wonderful Milton Jones! <laughs> shop assistant says, well, what about insurance? <laughs> and you don't want to, but you end up taking a hostage. <laughs> Tricky, isn't it, if you're both a moth and a sea captain in charge of a ship, but up ahead, you see a lighthouse. <laughs> You know you shouldn't, <laughs> but you want to. <laughs> Tricky, isn't it? If you're in a mosque and everyone's praying and you really enjoy leapfrog. <laughs> Detained without trial. Dressed in orange, ask questions they don't know the answers to. How would you like to work in home base? <laughs> <laughs> so it's great to be here in the Albert Hall. <laughs> Tell me, does anyone here own a cat? Yes. <laughs> yes. Your house stinks. <laughs> Someone's got to tell him. <laughs> See, some people like cats, some people don't. I was reading the other day, apparently the Pope, he's a cataholic. <laughs> I don't know, it's Catholic. <laughs> How far back do you want me to go? <laughs> Hello. I don't know if you've ever fallen asleep while eating a plate of broccoli. And then woken up. You thought you were in a forest. What's worse than that, though, is falling asleep in a forest, waking up and trying to finish the broccoli. <laughs> I was walking along today, and on the road I saw a small dead baby ghost. Although, thinking about it, it might have been a handkerchief. <laughs> I'd just like to say to the old man who was wearing camouflage gear and using crutches who stole my wallet earlier, you can hide, but you can't run. <laughs> so it's nice to be here. They said it would be difficult to park around here, but I managed to find somewhere up in uh, bus lane. <laughs> Anyone here from outside the United Kingdom? Anyone here? <laughs> Anyone ever been abroad? <laughs> Anyone know any other countries? <laughs> Name a letter of the alphabet. <laughs> a. I've just come back from Australia. <laughs> 
When I was there, I learned some Aboriginal words like uh, boo, which means to return. Because when you throw an ordinary meringue, <laughs> just come back from Holland, boomerang. <laughs> come back from Holland. When I was there, I was in a fish restaurant. The bloke on the table next to me began to cough. I ignored him. Then he began to cough a bit more. I still ignored him. Then he began to choke really, really badly. So in the end, I stood up and I smacked him on the back really hard. Anyway, it turns out he was just speaking Dutch. (laughs) That works with Welsh as well. Italians, slanty little eyes. Sorry, italics. (laughs) Sorry about that. Just come back from India. I drink a lot of tea and they keep having floods, so someone somewhere is not saying, that's enough for me, thanks. (laughs) Anyone here from up north? Your house stinks. (laughs) Someone's got to tell them. Where about up north are you from? Manchester. Manchester. <laughs> I spent Christmas in Manchester uh, just to go into the Royal Mail Depot, see all the postmen going, sorted, sorted. <laughs> <laughs> I've just come back from Dartmoor. I spent three days shooting at life-size models of Sarah Ferguson and Princess Diana. (laughs) Got nothing against them myself, it's just they made it part of the Duke of Edinburgh's award scheme. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me, if you're an Earl, if you're an Earl and you get an OBE, do you become an earlobe? Is it just me, or does the Queen's face look like a coin? (laughs) See that thing in the paper the other day, the Queen presenting awards for bravery to kids who've been savaged by dangerous dogs. Well, okay, but that's not actually bravery, is it? (laughs) That's just bad luck. (laughs) But if she wanted to test their bravery, she should have crept up behind them and gone... On the train to Newcastle the other day, the guard came on and said, when we arrive, it will be 1938. (laughs) Time travel. We're a bit late, though. We arrived in the (laughs) mid-70s. Don't get me wrong, though, I love Geordies, uh, but they're always looking for similes, aren't they? I was walking down the road, Leek. (laughs) (laughs) So, did you have a nice summer? Anyone go anywhere interesting? (laughs) Has anyone left this room? A spooky room, this room. Apparently this is the very room where Scooby-Doo went missing. Perhaps we should all split up and look for him. Sometimes they're going to the beach isn't as much fun as you think it's going to be. I don't know if you've seen the beginning of Saving Private Ryan. I went on a ballooning holiday on four stone 
It's always been my ambition, though, to go swimming with dolphins, uh, but in the event they both died in the car on the way to the bars. (laughs) (laughs) The pollen count. That's a difficult job. (laughs) Especially if you've got hay fever. (laughs) One sneeze, you have to start again. My sister's got hay fever. Now it turns out she's got diabetes as well. I tried to cheer her up, you know, flowers, chocolates. (laughs) She gets vertigo as well, so sometimes I phone her up just to say hi. (laughs) Last summer I set up a clinic for colonic irrigation, uh, but the hosepipe ban hit us hard. Keep Britain tidy. Chop off Norfolk and Cornwall. (laughs) Nuisance phone calls. They put the bills up. (laughs) Tell you a little bit about myself. I live in a grade two listed building of course means that everyone in it has to be quite good at the piano. (laughs) Apparently they're all Chinese children who are learning to play the piano know a tune called Knife and Fork. (laughs) (laughs) Chopsticks. I enjoy reading. Oh, yeah. There's nothing like getting to the end of a good book and thinking to yourself, ah, there's Wally. (laughs) I get a lot of splinters. Uh, Hopefully I won't get any more. (laughs) Touch wood. (laughs) The other day, someone... Handed me a piece of paper, and on it was the number for Gamblers Anonymous. I said, I don't need this. I'm going to phone a random number. I'm feeling lucky. (laughs) Uh, I've just come back from Ireland. Went into a pub there. No one would talk to me. The beer was flat, and they just stopped serving food. Anyway, it turns out it was one of those English theme parks. Just come back from America. While I was there, I bought tickets for the Cowboys versus the Bears. Bit of a disappointment. <laughs> I wanted to see Cowboys versus Bears. Then I bought tickets for the Giants versus the Jets. <laughs> Another missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah. So then I bought tickets for the Packers versus the Dolphins. <laughs> Get in the box! <laughs> you know what it's like, though, when you're travelling around the United Kingdom and you see a sign for Barnstable and everyone in the car starts going, O-R, Barnstable. <laughs> O-R, Barnstable. And then you see a sign for Birmingham and everyone in the car starts going, <laughs> Anyone here from Birmingham? Of course not. Any students here? Anyone ever ever been a student? Yeah, what did you study? Uh, Can't remember now. I went to a poly as well. I studied agriculture and communication, specialising in sheep. In the end, I came out with a BAA. 
After that, I set up the British sheep census, but I fell asleep halfway through that. <laughs> Not easy for students these days. Oh, no. Filling in all those forms, I ended up spending three years at the University of East Angola. <laughs> first job I ever had was working in a supermarket. It was my job to hand out samples of things for people to taste, uh, but I was asked to leave after the little cups of bleach incident. <laughs> after that, I worked in a pathology lab, uh, but I was asked to leave after one of my reports said, cause of death, autopsy. <laughs> You see some terrible things working in a pathology lab. I remember once someone brought in a dead squirrel. Yeah, talk about bad luck. Nut allergy. <laughs> some people, some people say the firefighters deserve more money. But apparently a poll was taken and they all fell through a hole oh. in the floor. <laughs> Some people, some people say, oh, I'm in PR. I'm in PR. I think I was 12 years old when I had a paper round. <laughs> I used to work in Ikea, selling over 7,000 different items. Give me a number between 1 and 7,000, I'll tell you about it. 438. Sorry, out of stock. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky you chose that one. <laughs> Farmers, they use a lot of heroin. Mind you, getting the evidence is like looking for... <laughs> you know when you're a pirate... And you work mainly canals. <laughs> Annoying, isn't it? Especially when you try and get one of your enemies to walk the plank. <laughs> and they just run off down the towpath. <laughs> Mind you, the state of the towpath near us, I wouldn't touch it. <laughs> My dad was a dustman. I didn't like him coming to collect us from school, though. <laughs> Not because I was ashamed he was a dustman. It's just he never knew which day he was going to come. <laughs> I don't trust lawyers. <laughs> Even the word is just liar with a West Country accent. <laughs> I said, you big fat lawyer. <laughs> That's probably how it all started, isn't it? Some bloke came back from the Battle of Hastings. Someone said to him, that arrow in your head's the best thing that's ever happened to you. <laughs> you big fat lawyer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and if you've been injured at work, you could be entitled to compensation. <laughs> My uncle, he was a police frogman. No, sorry, he's a French policeman. <laughs> I remember when it was my job to guard the nest of an endangered bird, and I remember getting up very early one morning, having breakfast, a couple of eggs, shredded wheat. <laughs> The next job I had, <laughs> working on a building site. Uh, first day I felt sure someone would ask me to go and get something that didn't actually exist, you know, like uh, striped paint or something. Sure enough, someone asked me to go and get an air ambulance. <laughs> Well, I played them at their own game. <laughs> Took my time and said, oh, no, I just couldn't seem to find them. <laughs> you should have seen his face. <laughs> he 
it was blue. <laughs> Do you ever get that thing where you think someone's probably, definitely wearing a wig? <laughs> and you're desperately trying to get it to the end of the sentence without laughing. <laughs> I swear to tell the truth. <laughs> Sorry, Honor. <laughs> How can you expect me to tell the truth when you're so clearly living a lie? <laughs> Easiest job in the world, of course. Uh, Australian psychiatrist. <laughs> good day, good day. How you doing? No worries. Next. <laughs> Sometimes I think I should settle down and have a mature relationship. But then I think to myself, it's the middle of the conquer season. <laughs> I saw a girl in the high street today wearing a T-shirt saying, fight poverty. Uh, so just to impress her... <laughs> I went over and I hit a trap. <laughs> The girl didn't like this. I said, no, no, we have to buy a Matura coffee. I said, no, 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 no. Beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> Never give up your seat for a lady. That's how I lost my job as a bus driver. <laughs> so, lads, if you want to confuse a girl, the best thing to do is buy her a pair of chocolate shoes. I wouldn't mind a Russian girlfriend, uh, because in my experience, inside every Russian woman, there's another Russian woman. <laughs> Militant feminists. I take my hat off to them. They don't like that. <laughs> Old ladies in wheelchairs with blankets over their legs. I don't think so. Retired mermaids. <laughs> I don't need a relationship, I am a rock, I'm an island. Sometimes I go down to airport arrivals and I stand with a piece of cardboard saying, No one. <laughs> well, I did that until I had to give a lift to a Mr. Noon. <laughs> now I talk to the kids on the street, they talk to me. Apparently I'm a bit of a... <laughs> minger. <laughs> Anyway, I got home from work the other day, and my wife was wearing this uh, slinky number, uh, which only really worked when she went downstairs. <laughs> I said, for our holidays this year, let's go to Tesco. She said, I don't want to go to Tesco for my holidays. I said, well, I do. She said, well, I don't, so I do, so 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 I don't. I said, listen. When Pete Sampras won Wimbledon for the seventh time, I wished that he'd thrown his racket up into the air that had gone into the stratosphere that had come down on my head, my body had split into, and my carcass had been eaten by lime green jelly rabbits. Sometimes you say things in arguments you don't really mean. <laughs> Still, our relationship is over now. I bought a round-the-world ticket. One way. <laughs> My parents came up last weekend because uh, I keep them in the cellar. <laughs> That's not true. I don't know who they are. When I was young, I used to walk through the front door. I was hit by roast beef and Yorkshire pudding, open the airing cupboard, spaghetti bolognese all over me. We literally didn't know where the next meal was coming from. (laughs) 
I recently organised a trip round a poultry farm for my sister and her friends, not the hen night she was expecting. <laughs> After the wedding reception, she said, it's, it's amazing how little people eat. I said, I know, they put their little hands in. <laughs> About a month before he died, my grandmother <laughs> covered my grandfather's back with lard. After that, he went downhill very quickly. <laughs> Unusual man, always interrupting conversations, going, oh, I used to be a POW. People say, ah, prisoner of war, shell shock, I'm sorry. Ah, but what they didn't realise, he was only partway through spelling Power Ranger. <laughs> Bit hard of hearing, uh, so we used to buy him easy listening records. <laughs> In the end, though, he died by falling into a bowl of fruitcake mix. <laughs> sounds unlikely, but you see, under the surface, a very strong current. <laughs> Even to this very day, uh, my grandmother still carries around with her some dried fruit uh, that we call her uh, Peshwari Nat. <laughs> My auntie Marge, my auntie Marge, has been ill for so long, we've changed her name to I can't believe she's not better. My Auntie Jean, I like this too. My Auntie Jean got a sister called Jean, her daughter Jean, just as a baby, called her Jean. They went to a nightclub to celebrate, they got to the door and the bouncer said, Sorry. <laughs> trainers <laughs> my other grandparents of course their names are Pearl and Dean we just know them as Gran and Grandpapa papa, papa. <laughs> the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life is go around the world on a boat those who can't see, I've recreated a medieval galleon uh, with the use of a stick. Day one. I've never been better prepared for anything in my entire life. Day two. I've run out of water. Beginning to regret water fight with Blue Whale. Day three, the first of May, radio mayday greetings to all ships in the area. <laughs> Enthusiastic response to begin with. <laughs> then it all seems to go a bit sour. Day four, suddenly our captain abandons ship and flies towards a lighthouse. <laughs> He's also been eating my uniform. <laughs> I'm going to need a new hat. Radio capsized to all ships in the area. 
enthusiastic response to begin with. Then it all seems to go a bit sour. Viking, pharaohs, German bites. That was a weird dream. To cut a long story short, the end. I bought one of those off-road vehicles the other day, 3,000 quid, got it home, found out it was a canoe. <laughs> i tell you what seems to cause a lot of accidents, is people leaving bunches of flowers by the side of a road. <laughs> I think my favourite form of transport, though, has got to be hot air balloon inside a supermarket. <laughs> Difficult to coordinate the burner with lifting things off the shelves. <laughs> but boy, does it come into its own when you get to the one basket or less queue. <laughs> really early this Christmas morning, ran downstairs, ripped open one of my presents, but unfortunately it was a puppy. <laughs> That's not true. It's a kitten. I don't know about you, I often feel like Joseph at the inn in Bethlehem, holding a crib of straw and saying, no. I asked to see the manager. <laughs> I don't know about you, I was always really perturbed how Santa Claus seemed to perpetuate class division by giving expensive presents to rich kids. <laughs> Cheap ones to poor kids. I thought this about Santa for years, but then one day at prep school, my housemaster called me over and said, listen, there is no such thing as poor kids. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the year all I wanted for Christmas was an action man. What I got was a plastic doll with a cord on the back, and he pulled it, went 25, 25, 25, 30, 35, 35, 35, 35, 40. <laughs> <laughs> Looked at the packet. Auction man. <laughs> I think the most peaceful Christmas I remember was when my mother mistakenly covered the cake with tomazepam. <laughs> One of my earliest memories, seeing my mother's face uh, through the oven window. <laughs> so we played Hunt the Thimble and she said, you're getting warmer. <laughs> Very good at getting us to eat, eat things. She put it on a spoon and say, "There's a train coming. There's a train coming. There's a train coming." We'd always eat it because we knew that if we didn't, she wouldn't untie us from the railway line. <laughs> I always remember my father saying, "Be sent to pay for your education." Your mother and I had to make a lot of sacrifices because <laughs> they were both uh, druids. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching TV the other day and I flipped over and all I could see were the brown cushions on my sofa really close up <laughs> you have to be careful watching television there you think to yourself that bloke's better looking than me he's got a better car than me and he's got a cat called Jess <laughs> At least his house stinks. <laughs> My favourite programme, though, has got to be that one where the occupants of a house go away for a few days and they come back, it's completely changed. <laughs> London's burning. 
was watching Blue Peter the other day, uh, who's a neighbour with really bad circulation. <laughs> I said to him, Peter, why, why don't you get a pacemaker? He said, I can't even run, let alone keep up with someone. <laughs> So, any teachers here? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Your houses stink. <laughs> Can't believe you fell for that. <laughs> I'll do the teaching. What would you teach? English. English. Oh. Good. <laughs> Marking. That's a problem, isn't it? Oh. I find that if you wrap the child in a mattress before you hit them. <laughs> When I was at school, I spent half my time afraid of things like uh, fractions. <laughs> well, I say half my time. <laughs> when I was five years old, my teacher asked me if I wanted to take school guinea pig home. <laughs> Seven months later, I arrived in the African Republic of Guinea... <laughs> parents didn't know where I was. <laughs> the British consular wouldn't help. My space hopper had a puncture. <laughs> anyway, I went to see my GP the other day and he said... It's <laughs> not easy if you're a teacher uh, to know where to stand. Do <coughs> you stand at the front where you can write on the board but you can't see the children? Or do you stand at the back where you can see the children but you can't write on the board? No one's been able to solve that dilemma. Not by a long chalk. <laughs> You can use that. <laughs> Iraq, Afghanistan, Zimbabwe. That was a badly planned cycling holiday. <laughs> Of course, these days, there are more and more suicide bombers. Well, more and more and less and less. <laughs> if you see a nail bomb, best thing to do, get a bag of roll plugs, put it next to it. <laughs> Years ago, I went to an Army Careers Advice Centre and they advised me to have a career in the Army. Should have seen it coming, really. <laughs> I almost got into the SAS. Failed on one question. They said, right, imagine the scenario. Terrorists have taken hostages. They're holding them in an embassy. What are your preferred tactics? I said, I like the orange ones. Soldiers, of course, very emotionally repressed. Sometimes you see one of them go into the middle of a parade ground and shout, Attention! <laughs> what he needs is a hug. <laughs> well, that's what I thought. <laughs> Field Marshal Rommel. He was a cunning adversary, wasn't he? They used to call him the Desert Fox. What he used to do is creep up behind the British Army at night overturn their bins. <laughs> Do you hear about that Brummie who fought in the American army and all the time he was in Vietnam kept getting flashbacks to when he lived in Birmingham? <laughs> I come from a family of police marksmen. I think that was reaction against my grandfather. Uh, he was a bank robber. <laughs> he died quite recently. 
surrounded by his family. <laughs> My other grandfather, uh, he was a peeping Tom. He used to drill holes in the floor and spy on the people in the flat below. Uh, he died quite recently. But I like to think of him as up there somewhere. <laughs> Looking down on us. My other grandfather. <laughs> Bit of a man for the ladies. Doesn't matter how clearly the gents are signposted. <laughs> My other grandfather, he's always going on about how in the old days people could leave their back doors open, which is probably why his submarine sank. <laughs> My other grandfather, he's blind. Well, he fell asleep with his head on some kitchen towel and it absorbed his eyes. <laughs> So, never buy a smoke alarm with a snooze function. <laughs> Don't go camping. Have you noticed whenever the police find a body, it's always in a tent? <laughs> if you're being chased by a police dog, try not to go through a tunnel, then onto a little seesaw, then jump through a hoop of fire. They train for that. <laughs> I remember when I was a policeman coming across two African warriors dancing cheek to cheek in the back of a saloon car. <laughs> Just then my radio crackled and said, Do Zulu Tango Sierra? <laughs> You're not going to believe this, Sarge. <laughs> not easy if you're a policeman, though. You only see the bad side of life. No one ever phones you up, dials 999 to get you out to see the first crocus of spring. <laughs> and even when I did do that, <laughs> we weren't actually that pleased. <laughs> Anyway, I'm trying to give up hypnosis. I've tried everything, smoking. <laughs> Apparently, the colours to wear uh, this winter are yellow, pink and brown. Uh, well, I read that in a Neapolitan magazine. <laughs> I got arrested today uh, for playing chess in the road. So it's because I'm black, isn't it? <laughs> I have been to prison. Oh, yeah. Day one. The cell is very small. Just a toilet and a wash basin. Day two. Discover my cellmate has locked me in the bathroom. <laughs> Turns out he's a professional counterfeiter. He even has the certificates to prove it. <laughs> I think I'm only going to get through this ordeal if I'm grown up about it. Oh, goody, bunk beds! <laughs> Lights out at ten, although mine are punched out much earlier. <laughs> Day three. My cellmate's demanding that I get rid of the pet that I've managed to smuggle into prison. Put an advert on the notice board. Free skunk available. <laughs> Enthusiastic response to begin with. <laughs> And it all seems to go a bit sour. <laughs> day 183. Losing track of the days. 
seem to remember the film The Shawshank Redemption, where Tim Robbins scoops his way out of prison using a spoon, asked to eat all future meals with a pneumatic drill. (laughs) (laughs) To cut a long story short, the... At the end of every day, my dad always goes around pulling out all the plugs and turning out all the lights, very safety conscious. Why he got the sack from air traffic control. (laughs) My mum's at the stage, though, where she just goes on about who's just died. Do you remember Muriel? (laughs) She's just died. Do you remember Arthur? <laughs> He's just died. I said, Mum, get off the roof and give me the gun. Computerised banking, that's amazing, isn't it? Wow. I mean, these days they can clear a cheque in all three days. <laughs> My nephew, when he grows up, he wants to be an accountant. Uh, so for his birthday, I bought him a great big bag of receipts. <laughs> I said, listen, don't worry if you don't like them. I've kept all the presents. <laughs> I think if I had unlimited money, I'd hire two private investigators and get them to follow each other. (laughs) So, words are powerful things. Sometimes a single letter H can attract helicopters. Has to be a big one. <laughs> Hours I spent watching that hot tap. <laughs> we live in an uncaring society. I was in the park today watching an old man feed the birds, and after a while I thought to myself, I wonder how long he's been dead. <laughs> That's not true. There's no woman. (laughs) Scientists doing terrible things, injecting human embryos with Marmite. Woman gave birth to Twiglets. Some people, though, just whinge, moan, complain, aren't they? Whinge, moan, complain, whinge, moan, complain, whinge. I mean, take that Amnesty International. (laughs) I mean, I'm sure some people are wrongfully in prison. (laughs) But why don't they celebrate all those who are rightfully in prison? Perhaps get a petition together, get some of them tortured. Just an idea. (laughs) They say you should live every day as if it was your last, but to be honest, I think the milkman's getting a bit fed up with me cancelling the milk. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever fallen asleep while eating a plate of aubergines. (laughs) And then woken up and thought, none of these baby seals have faces. (laughs) I went home for Christmas this year. Uh, Couldn't get in the door. Too many granddads. (laughs) See that thing in the paper? There was an athletics meeting in Borneo, and some of the competitors ate some of the officials. So the government fined these cannibals all exactly the same amount of money, which really annoyed one of them, uh, because he hadn't had a starter. (laughs) 
I don't know if any of you have been skiing, uh, but then how would I? <laughs> well, it's great to have been here. Some of us have been able to share our joy by laughing out loud, uh, others by staring. <laughs> Hopefully I've got a book coming out soon. Uh, shouldn't have eaten it, really. <laughs> To be fair, one or two of you have been smirking. Uh, well, enjoy that while you can, because they banned smoking and smacking. <laughs> I'd like to finish with a prayer, the prayer Jesus taught us. Hang on a minute, some people are thinking, Jesus had a tortoise? <laughs> Any aromatherapists here? Shame I had something for that. <laughs> My other grandfather. Sometimes I wonder what he would think of what I do. He spent his whole life in the kebab business. He's buried with all his equipment. He's probably turning in his grave. <laughs> To be honest, because people say that, don't they? And you think, what do you mean, to be honest? You mean everything you've been saying so far hasn't been honest. Well, how can we trust what you're going to say now? Anyway, you've been a great audience, but to be honest... <laughs> my life hasn't been entirely wasted. I was the man who discovered DNA. <laughs> I wasn't going to call it that, but I was giving a lecture to the Royal Society, and I said, gentlemen... I believe I have discovered the genetic fingerprint of all human life. Ta-da! I'll leave you tonight with this. Horse whisperers, what they do is they go up to horses and they go, and the horses go, okay, fair enough. Beware, Chinese horse whisperers. They go up to horses and they go, That horse tells another horse. That horse tells another horse. By the end, the last horse is going... That's all for me. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Thank you.